fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can keep talking. <laughs> That's what all the words I on the page are all I, about. I didn't realize that. <laughs> you don't have to just read the words that you write. You can read the words <laughs> that I write. It's cool. <laughs> Take two. Okay. Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott. And I'm Steve. We're your hosts for this adventure into the past. Where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer, longer true. true. Hey, Scott. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Do you remember back when we were growing up, your family had this croquet set? I did. We had a croquet set. We have a croquet set now. And we had so much fun playing with that. You know, all the kids in the neighborhood, they would come over... Everyone had a blast. But if you remember, we weren't playing croquet. Oh, no, we were not. Croquet was boring, right? But the croquet set had all these different wooden mallets, mm-hmm. right? And they had a bunch of hard wooden balls. Sure did. And we all had bikes. Oh, all the kids in the neighborhood. Bikes. Yeah, we had these bikes. And it wasn't long before we invented, all right, wait for it. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Bike polo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bike polo. The rules were very simple. Every kid got a bike and a wooden mallet. We split up into two teams, threw a kickball, you know, one of those pink playground ones, into the middle of the yard, and we'd all ride around like maniacs trying to <laughs> smack the ball with our mallets into the goals that we set uh, up on yeah. two sides of the yard. I mean, and we even had a goalie. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> a goalie on a bike. What were we thinking? What could possibly go wrong? <sighs> it was amazing, right? It was fast-paced. Yep. It was exciting. And it even felt a little dangerous. That's because it was totally dangerous. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it was insanity. It was a bunch of 11-year-olds, just everyone armed with like these <laughs> wooden hammers, pedaling oh, as fast as they could at each other, swinging hammers, <laughs> pedals hitting your shins. I mean... What could go wrong, uh, right? Absolutely I mean, nothing. I, I can't even remember who was the first to get hurt. It, but, uh, you know, it was a pretty common thing, and we'd have to call a timeout, and then mm-hmm. someone would have to go into the house for some ice for a black guy or a shin that got hurt or <laughs> blood somewhere. Yeah, one of the first times we had one of those timeouts, I remember I was the one that got sent into the house to get the ice, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And, and your mom saw me raiding all the ice out of the freezer. <laughs> and she, I had to make up some kind of a story about how yeah, it's, uh, it's hot outside and we want to cool down uh, with, with some ice. ice <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she was pretty, she was on to me because uh, it was November. When it, it, it was. Happened. It was, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, it was amazing. All we needed was ice. No one went to the hospital. Nobody broke any bones. We all survived. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess that's what we should be talking about today. I used to know dangerous toys and games. No. Oh. Good idea. So, hey, let's grab that Wayback Machine and let's go back to where it all started. Yep. Oh, the first dangerous toy in history, everybody, was a pointy stick that two caveman kids named Duncan and Kevin would throw at each other. Yep, they did this even though their cave mom kept saying, you're going to poke your eyes out. So uh, let's take that Wayback Machine and we're going to go back to the Paleolithic era. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, please. Can we do that? You're making this up, dude. It has to be. First um, of all, they didn't even speak. Yeah. I'm, 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 well, they grunted? Kinda, I'm kind of <laughs> making it up. Well, you know, seriously, you can't misuse this Wayback Machine. This thing is not a toy. I know. And you know if it was, it would be a dangerous toy. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I see what yeah. you did there. Yeah, there uh, you go. Very, yeah. very nice. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, fine. I, I just I just wanted to finally once in my life go back farther in the Wayback Machine than you. Is that so is that so bad? Uh, all right. All right, sorry. Yeah. I get it. Go ahead. All right. All right. So where I really want to go is the late 1700s, right? Mm-hmm. The US is still forming. Beethoven is writing music and the French Revolution yeah. is in full 1700s. Oh, come on. I see the look on your face. You're going to do this anyway, aren't but, you? You're going to go further back? But you got to go a little further back. Only the 1700s. Are you serious? Oh, All right, let me guess. What the the Romans? Yeah, the Romans. <laughs> I was just kidding. I, ah, fine. Go ahead. Well, I just I just want to go to 300 AD. Mhm. Right? So you got the Roman armies. Okay. Right back then, mm-hmm. when you had an enemy that was like a, about a half a football field away or so, mm-hmm. you know the Roman armies they would use this really novel device to attack those people from a distance. Oh, like a like a hand grenade or something. Close, and the infantry would carry a few of these plumbatae. Plumbatae. Yeah. What is this? Okay. So, well, when they wanted to attack, they would use this underhand lob, and they would lob these devices at their enemies so that it would just tumble and fall on top of them and hurt them or even kill them. And these devices, they would have like a pointy end and they'd be filled with lead. Why are we even talking about this, Scott? Toys, Scott. This We're talking about toys. Where's the toy here? And you're talking about the Roman army. Yeah, well, all right, this is true. But but these plumates, they weren't toys. They were weapons. They were carried by the army to hurt people. Toys, Scott. Come on. So, all right, plumate in our language would be described as these lead-filled darts that you would lob onto your enemy and kill them, oh. also known as jarts or lawn darts. <laughs> lawn darts, of course, lawn darts. Yeah. I forgot about Plumates were the inspiration for lawn darts. Ancient <laughs> Roman weapons that were used to kill their enemy from afar were the inspiration for a toy for kids. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. The very definition of dangerous. That's crazy. Lawn yeah. darts are inspired by these ancient weapons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the toy wasn't ancient, but the inspiration, yeah, that was. All right. All right. Okay. Now that you've explained it, I will allow it. But uh, you see, mine okay. is, is really about a dangerous ancient toy. All right. All right. 1700s. Yeah. It? It's the 1700s. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is still forming, right? True. Beethoven is writing music. I think I've heard that. And the French Revolution is in full force. I mm-hmm. said this already. True. What would any budding revolutionist child want in France during the revolution? Mm, I don't Come know. on, of course. They want their own mini guillotine. Seriously? Yes. A mini guillotine? <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding at all. These guillotines, they, they were two feet high. And they're popular as a children's toy. <laughs> oh, my children, God. Kids would use this to chop the heads off of things like like their dolls. What? <laughs> yeah, done. Mice? <laughs> done. Birds? <laughs> An enemy doll. Like, if, if there was some, some like, other doll, like their, their friend's doll that they hated, boom, done. <laughs> off with their head. Fingertips? <laughs> done. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> Forget Mr. Potato Head, man. I mean, this is get Mr. Decapitation Head. This is craziness. Wow, man. That, wow, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it just gets better from here, man. Yeah, well, I think, you know, as we're talking about these dangerous toys, right, 
I, I think we should just, just jump right over to the mass-produced toys. I'm right? I mean, Let's do it. I mean, you go back in history and you can talk about toy swords or to- toy spears mm-hmm. or even a toy blowgun. Hold up, hold up. Hmm? Blowgun? Blowgun. Yeah. Actually, in 1964, there was an actual toy blowgun made in 1964. A working blowgun. What? Yeah, no. Yeah, of, of course, not only is it dangerous to shoot the projectile. A little bit. But back then, many of the kids forgot to inhale before putting the blowgun in their mouth. <laughs> Come on. Seriously? <laughs> so the dart would... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's like Darwin's theory at, at work oh, my right gosh. there. Oh, I yeah. can't believe this was actually sold. Yeah, 1964. That is insanity. A blowgun. Why would you, as a parent, why would you give a blowgun to a kid? Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? Because it's, we're talking about the 64, I think we should go a little further back. I think further we should back. start really in the, what I'll call the mass-produced time of crazy toys. Crazy Crazy time. dangerous toys. <laughs> which would be the 1950s. How does that sound? Oh, yeah. That, that sounds great because I've done my homework for this podcast here. And the 1950s, let me tell you, it was loaded with some crazy dangerous toys. All right. Hit me with some examples. All right. All right. All right. Well, you remember the Erector set? Sure. I had back one. Back in the 1950s? Yeah. Not in the 50s, but I had one. Right. It was, <laughs> it was just kind of innocuous, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a bunch of metal rods that you bolt together. You build all these kind of things. You can build a little bridge or a tower or whatever. Yeah. Well, the guy who came up with that mm-hmm. was Alfred Gilbert. All right. And that same guy also came up with something called the U-238 Atomic Energy Lab. Well, that sounds nice. I mean, teaching physics, U-238. <laughs> yeah, you would think it, it, it's nice and fun until you realize that it had, get this, okay, not one, not two, but three different types of uranium ore. <laughs> Plus, you get your own Geiger counter so you can hear it click and chirp while your uranium samples are shooting alpha particles all over the place. I mean, <laughs> uranium and kids. What, what could go wrong? What are they thinking? I got to tell you, just hearing this, it is terrifying and <laughs> awesome at the same time. Your 10-year-old you know, self wants the uranium. My current self wants this toy. <laughs> are you kidding? I mean, you know, a little radiation never hurt anyone, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. A little hey, bit. Hey, kids, here, go make your own little dirty bomb kit. <laughs> It's crazy. Wow. It's absolute insanity. I guess parents of the 50s, they, they just trusted that the companies that would make up these things would make sure that they're all safe. And, you know, <laughs> hey, right sure. there on the box, it said, Atomic Energy Lab, exciting, exclamation point, safe, exclamation <laughs> point. What so else would it be? <laughs> it's educational. And, you know, hey, that's good enough. Sure. Right? It's educational. Right? The kids are going to enjoy it. Plus, you know, hey, get this. Right there in the instructions. Mm-hmm. It said, and I'm going to quote okay. right from the instructions. All right. All right. It says, users should not take ore samples out of their jars. Safety note. For they tend to flake and crumble, and you would run the risk of having radioactive ore spread out <laughs> in your laboratory. This would raise the level of your background count. <laughs> Honest? <laughs> hey, at least background the- count, huh? Right. Yeah. We're not worried about, like, cancer or poisoning or... <laughs> Dying or anything. <laughs> Background count. No. Uh, and and that thing sold for like two years solid. They had 5,000 kits. <laughs> they sold 5,000 kits. 
and and if you want, you, you can actually get one on eBay if you want. If you got eighteen hundred dollars, you look around, you can get one oh, of these. Oh my god! You know, in my imagination, I just keep thinking of like the Department of Homeland Security, like kicking down the door, <laughs> seeing some kid on the floor playing with their atomic energy lab toy, and them saying like. I'm really sorry, mister, for the high background radiation count. <laughs> it flaked. I didn't realize it I would had flake. no idea. <laughs> I guess at least it, we're glad it wasn't the P239 Atomic Energy Lab. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a little bit more serious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so let's continue down the dangerous 1950s road. How did our parents ever get out alive? I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that our parents played with some of this craziness <laughs> back then. I mean, they, <laughs> hey, because they lived, we got to live. <laughs> we get to make this podcast because <laughs> they survived the atomic hit. <laughs> All, right, let's All right. Well, let's talk about some other things that they survived. Okay. I would like to take us to fun craft making kits. Oh, crafts. Crafts are fun and kids, safe. Yes. Kids love to make crafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love to make crafts. So did the kids in the 50s. And so in the 50s, you're going to see the rise of really great crafts like the Burn Right Wood Burning Kit <laughs> or the AC Gilbert Glass Blowing Kit. Because nothing says fun and safety than kids and hundreds of degrees of temperature. <laughs> Wait a minute. A glass blowing kit? Yeah. How, how would this even work? Yeah. Hey, Timmy, let's heat this up to the temperature of lava. <laughs> <laughs> then stick a tube into it, blow real carefully. Oh, and keep it away from the curtains. And for the love of God, don't inhale. <laughs> for the love of God, don't inhale. You're going to burn out your lungs. <laughs> And this is for this it could be under like the Christmas tree or something. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just, you know, start melting down some glass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the wood burning kit. I actually had a wood burning kit growing up. You did? I did. Did you hurt yourself with this thing? A few times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, that at least, uh, you know, taught you to respect, uh, you know, uh, glowing red It also meant irons. that I could commit crimes because I no longer have uh, fingerprints. Because <laughs> you burn them all off. <laughs> so you just kind of like burn into wood and you just draw? Yeah, they usually had a, like a little plank of wood with like a decoration on it. And mm-hmm. then you would, you would burn the grooves into it. And then they came with like these different like... Not gold leaf, but these different kind of color leaf things that you would then just kind of melt on the on the wood. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I could never have something like that. I was a little bit too distractible. Is that a right word? Could be. Because... <laughs> I did not have a long attention span. Now, you know you know the house I grew up in, so you can picture mm-hmm. me sitting in the dining room table oh, yeah. in the middle of the house, plug in my, you know, plugged in this little hot iron, <laughs> and you would just like be pushing it into the wood, and you'd see the smoke. little smoke come up. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> it's amazing that house is still standing. <laughs> oh, Hey, but you know... Let's not also forget, uh, back in the 50s, we have things like the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, speaking of heat. Speaking of heat. And burning stuff. Yep, which the original didn't run on a light bulb. What? It was a real plug-in oven. No, yes. it was not. With hundreds of degrees. What? How yeah. can... No. And in fact, one maker, one maker had this special oven that wasn't made by Easy Bake. It was like a competitor's oven, uh-huh. right? But their oven was known because it's well known out on the internet. You go look for it. Their oven would get to 600 degrees. 600? 600 degrees. Real ovens don't even get mine, that hot. Yeah, mine gets to 500. Yeah. And that's on broil. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be great for making those mini pizzas. But oh, yeah. What is this? 
<laughs> what were people thinking? I don't know. And and there was lots of these kinds of things. Like there were toy irons and the ovens and toy coffee makers. <laughs> They'd all plug in and get crazy hot. <laughs> and near the end of the 50s, I guess people oh. started getting concerned or like Gee. you said, there was just everybody's digits were burning. I wonder I can't why. tell. And so they started having like, they would advertise that there was new safety features. Like, oh, good. good. Yeah, like this will only get up to 250 degrees oh, Fahrenheit. 250, because safety yeah. first, yeah, Scott. exactly. That's not bad, right? It's only hotter than boiling water. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm sure the kid will learn the first time they get burned. All of this is absolutely bonkers. None uh, of this, none of this makes sense. I know. And who would buy these things? Who would sell these things? How did kids live? Well, I'm going to survive. Gonna, I have one more craft I want to talk about because oh. this last craft. It keeps going to make you go, what? All right. <laughs> okay, okay. So one more, right? It's the Caster Kit Jr. Caster Kit Jr. Yes, because right? nothing says safe than smelting lead. <laughs> oh, God. Did I say lead? <laughs> lead. <laughs> and you're not just melting it. You are smelting <laughs> yes. lead. Lead on a hot plate. Oh. And then you would cast your own lead, again, lead, <laughs> into little lead toys little toy. that you could play with. Oh, man. And you could lick them. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun. You know, you make lead, little bullets. I know. Lead melts at 621 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. So if you don't end up burning yourself with 600 degree <laughs> liquid metal, <laughs> you're stuck with lead poisoning. Either way, it's a great toy. <laughs> One way or the other. It's just amazing. The Caster Kid Jr. This is a real thing. You're not just making this up. Real thing. These little like uh, die cast things where you would pour. You'd have to pour it in. You'd have to melt the stuff. Yeah. Pour it into the cast. 621 degree liquid metal. I mean, where? And then. On your counter? I mean, where? I mean, that stuff would even harm a sidewalk. (laughs) And when it's done. What do you, you have like a like a lead, you lead seashell or something, right? Just something in the shape of something else they, that's they, made they out of lead. They usually had like little characters, like like almost like army men. Really? Yeah, made of lead. Did I say lead? <laughs> lead. <laughs> oh, I am so glad we were born in the seventies because the fifties <laughs> sound insane. And but I got to tell you, when I, I'm going to go back to the atomic lab, that still sounds kind of cool. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I would like to have a Geiger counter. That would be fun. All right, but now I'd like to move on and like to talk about exploding stuff as a toy. Okay, Scott? Of course, exploding stuff. Yep, yep. okay. So like, let's take the 1959 Mattel Derringer toy cap gun, and it's in a belt buckle. Belt buckle? You have a cap gun snapped into your belt buckle because nothing says fun. Like or safe. Ex- or safe. Like an explosion right next to your belly button. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or how about the the Austin Magic Pistol, right? This all would right. shoot ping pong balls at people and things, whatever you wanted. All right. That doesn't sound bad. I had one of those. I mean, you'd put the little ping pong balls on the top and the spring would shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't have this one, right? All right. For this, you would add magic crystals magic crystals you take these magic crystals and you put them in the back of the gun and it would cause an explosion (laughs) and it would shoot this ball out like a bullet boom magic crystals it's calcium carbide oh my god you used to explode the ball forward and you get this giant awesome fireball coming out of the barrel of this gun well i mean if you didn't get it wet before you put it in the container it would just kind of like explode in your closet (laughs) just just because it just is sagging out there a little too long 
hey, look, I guess these days, but if you think about it, right, is it magic crystals or cheap hoverboard? They both explode in your closet. <laughs> True. It's just a little bit more technologically advanced. Oh, and don't even God. get me started with the chemistry sets of the 1950s, right? Okay, so now if you had some of these sets from the 50s yeah. today, yeah. you'd have the FBI knocking on your door, Scott. <laughs> I'm sure. Right? You had these chemicals in your in, in your house, and, and in fact, you had instructions on how to, and this is this is in the toy kit. This yeah. is in the kit for the chemistry, for the chemistry set. set. Create an explosive mixture. <laughs> that was that, nice. was, one, that nice. was one of the activities. Sure. No, but that that does make me think maybe the 50s, that would have been a fun time to survive <laughs> if you could. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure the 60s, you know, wasn't much better. Okay. But, it's but gotta in, be. But, you know, in 1969, things began to change a little bit because the U.S. government started to realize that, like, kids are getting hurt. And, well, <laughs> companies may be more interested in profits than safety. No. No. You're kidding just, me, Scott. Just what? maybe. Stop. Yeah. Ah, let me let that sink in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the maybe. companies were worried more about money. Yeah, than okay. safety. I think I think I've got it. But in 1969, Congress passed the Toy Safety Act, which was the first time a law established safety guidelines for toys. First time ever that there, you know, there's actually safety rules for kids' toys. That's good. So after that, of course, all the toys were safe. Perfect. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They, <laughs> They were still making dangerous toys. But this time it was more like an accident, you know. Oops. And there's rules about recalls. So so I think we should talk about some dangerous toys after this law is passed. Or or wait, Mm -hmm. I have an idea. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. uh, A game. A game, right. Who would have thought it? (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to give you the name and description of a toy. Mm -hmm. You tell me if it's real or not. And let's call it Real Toy or Decoy. Ooh, it rhymes even this time. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I have to tell you whether or not the toy you're describing to me was real. Was real or a decoy? Okay. Real Toy or Decoy. And I'm going to tell you the name of the... I'm going to give you the title of the toy and give you a little description about it. I am ready. All right. Super Blast Balls. Yeah, <laughs> these are better than just normal blast balls. These, these are the are super 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 blast balls. Okay, these were two balls that were pressed to get pressed with cap gun powder. So the type of powder that you would have for a cap in a cap gun. Okay, you toss them up, catch them in your hand. When they smash together, they pop. They would generate a noise and a bunch of sparks. <laughs> no, who would do this? You're gonna have you're gonna have basically explosive powder in your hand. If there's one place you don't want to have explosive powder, it's in your hand. No, of course it's real. <laughs> you know, Super it's real. blast balls? Yeah, yeah. Fun for and the whole family. And that's not from the 50s, if I remember correctly. That's somewhere like in the 90s. 90s? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The 90s this happened? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because this is after the... Uh, after the law. After the law. Anything goes after 69 on this one. Wow. This list. Okay, okay. I did Actually, not get that I'm going to say this also works before 69. We're just going to go through... <laughs> just crazy stuff. We're just going to talk about crazy stuff. Doesn't matter. All right. So, okay, here we go. The Butcher Craft Set. All right. It's a kit for people that want to pretend to be a butcher. Uh, the kit comes with sharp-ish plastic knives, so it does have a hard time cutting things, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But the key thing is that it came with a real meat grinder <laughs> and all the funs and dangers that you can imagine with that. What? I, wait a minute. The butcher Craft Set. 
the butcher i need a little bit of background information would you take real meat and grind yeah. it <laughs> really so so you have a plastic knife and you're you're, you're cutting you're the meat. helping you're helping the parents <sighs> you're you're pretending to be a butcher because you want to yeah why this doesn't even sound like fun why would it be fun <laughs> to be a butcher i don't know uh, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no to this one too it's fake Okay, good. Oh, you got this one. Thank goodness. Because I do not want to have... I don't want to live in a world where there's a toy meat grinder. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. All right. What's next? Moon shoes. Okay, Moon, so these oh. are little trampolines that mm. you strap to your feet, and then you jump up and down, and in a couple hours, you end up in the emergency room. <laughs> I happen to know as a fact that this is true this is a real thing <laughs> it is a real thing <laughs> i remember because you went to the emergency room I, I did not go but i was jealous of the kids who did <laughs> because they had moon shoes and i did not <laughs> they look cool they just bouncing look, around they did look cool it made it like uh you're walking on the planet earth but it made you bounce like you're on the moon i wonder what would happen if you wore moon shoes on a trampoline <laughs> <laughs> you get the double uh double wham. double collision and then whoop, so, cool. all right Sky dancers. These are little fairy dolls, uh-huh. and they're launched from a little plastic base. And so then you pull a little cord, and they start spinning around and around and around, and their wings spread out as they spin, uh, kind of like a whirly gig helicopter. Except, oh. you know, they spin around really fast in front of kids, and you know, smash into faces and eyes and teeth. And Sky dancers. Well, they, Sky dancers. I, I remember these whirly gig things. I remember these helicopters. Yeah. The little plastic wood, thing, you spin and them up. Yeah. And they, yeah. All right. So you just do that with a doll on it. Yeah. With, okay. With that makes hard, sense. Hard wings. I'm gonna say yes. That's a real thing. It is a real thing. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Got yep. It. Yep. And they were really hard wings, and they would break kids' teeth. <laughs> fun. Oh, yeah. I, Hours of fun. Because I guess yeah, you you'd pull the ripcord on that thing, and it would just go wherever, yep. including right into your face. Four out of five dentists recommend it. <laughs> because they need to pay for their boat. <laughs> wow. All okay. Right. Give, give me another. Give me All another. Right. The Astro Swing. All the right. Astro Swing. Yeah. It's a swing for kids. Mm-hmm. All right. But instead of getting pushed or pumping your legs, right, you use this air pump and then you pump it up and, and you put compressed air and water in the seat. <laughs> and then when you pull the little lever, it rockets you forward. So that you can get the first first shot out from like this little water rocket motor. Yeah. Okay. The, but the problem, of course, is that you know it rockets you forward, and if you put too much air in, <laughs> keep going. You're swinging to the moon. <laughs> okay. I am. I am going to use a little bit of deductive logic here. I, I've known you for a very long time, okay. and I know your background in some of the sciences. And uh, I think it's just too much work to do all this uh, pumping and water and uh, and spray in a. Uh, an astro seat, so I'm going to say fake. <laughs> it's fake. I knew it. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Although I want to build one. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I, I, when I wrote that, I was like, you know, I like this idea. Though you could patent that. <laughs> I, mean, I think. I think that's a winner. The only other thing I was thinking is if you sit real fast, maybe it squishes the water. Anyway, it's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> All right, the Colonial Viper. The Colonial Viper. That's all I get? Yes. All right, I'll give you the full title. All right. It's the Colonial Viper from the TV show Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I love Battlestar Galactica. So it's it's the little spaceship, you know, and it flies around, 
and it shoots little red projectiles. Yeah, okay. I, I think I even remember the spaceship thing. It doesn't seem dangerous. It's a real toy, but it's not dangerous. It is real, and it was real dangerous. Oh. So the little red thing flew out and mm-hmm. could hit people. It was the small piece that would be your projectile. Oh. And in fact, it is this very toy that creates that warning that you see about small choking ha- small parts and choking hazards. Oh, okay. It was this very toy that created that because there was a four-year-old child who got oh, hurt by this. No, really. And so because of that, now all of our packaging has the choking warning oh. on their packages. So it was just too small and the guy stuck right in, in the back throat. of the throat. Oh. Yeah. So it was this thing that yeah. caused it. That's why it was dangerous. But yeah. but I thought it was interesting because it's also, we see that choking warning package, yeah. you know, warning thing on all of our packages. And that's and, where it comes from. this comes from that very, very toy. From Battlestar Galactica. Colonial Viper. The, the which old... I owned. I did have one. You had one of those? I had the Viper and I had the the, the Cylon, Cylon one Cylon. Yeah, that would slide open and then yeah. you'd have the two little projectiles. Right. The Viper only had the one in the front or I think two in the front. Yeah. 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 So, moving um, on. Moving on. Jarts? Yeah, we talked about we this. We talked about the, Jarts. The, 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 I the Columbia, but I, I wanted to bring them up in this list because over 6,000 people have been sent to the hospital playing lawn darts How or Jarts. 6,000? Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of them have lifelong disabilities, people who have been injured by the Jarts. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, these things were heavy and sharp. They were heavy and they're sharp. Yeah. They would, and then they land in you, right? Because they yeah, just kind of like thunk right into the earth. They're like pointy horseshoes. Man. Yeah. I, I had a set of these at home. They were fun, but. I love that game. I played it all the time when I would go camping. But looking back, it's like, what? You know, you, know, you look back and you're like, that's, yeah, that, that does seem a bit risky. <laughs> a bit lawn darts and and honestly this is probably even more dangerous today because so many people now don't pay as much of a attention yeah, to yeah. what they're doing they're like on their phone or whatever can yeah, you imagine like walking around texting and a then, game like this and with a, people who pay only half attention to everything going on around them yeah yeah crazy would crazy. not be good yeah um the adventure personal treehouse all right so this is a seat and you have a rope and you throw the rope over a branch mm-hmm. and then it's got like this ratchet thing so you could sit on the seat and then you ratchet yourself up so you ended up like making yourself a swing, like basically on top of a you know a tree, which of course yeah. meant that you better have picked a pretty strong branch <laughs> to make that happen. Yeah, and you better not get your fingers stuck in the ratchet, <laughs> or ratchet yourself way too high. Exactly, and, like, and then and then coming down was always an adventure. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I think that's real because I could I could see how people would uh, would want something like that. It's it's kind of like a makeshift swing. It is, it is, and it's not real. It's oh, you you made that up. I made that up. Oh, that's another good idea. <laughs> well, it's it's another really good bad that idea. idea. <laughs> but I could see how you would sell a lot of those. Yeah. Until you got sued. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. The Adventure Personal Treehouse. <laughs> Brought to you by I Used to Know. <laughs> <laughs> We should make a t-shirt with that. All right. CSI fingerprint examination kit. All right. So yeah. basically it's like, you know, you're going to go out and yeah. pretend you're from the TV show CSI and you're going to check out the crime scene. Yeah. Okay. I think I've actually seen this in Toys R Us back when there was a Toys R Us. CSI is a big thing. Yep. Yeah, you can it's a real little, toy. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's sure. It's a real toy. And well, it, w- it would have been fine if they didn't make all the fingerprint powder with about 7% asbestos. You're kidding me. Nope. <laughs> the whole thing is about fingerprint powder. Yeah. And yeah. they've got asbestos in there? Yep. Oh, 
man. <laughs> this is not from the 50s. This is CSI. Ooh. This is like now. This is like this 2000s. Is, yeah. This is contemporary. Yeah. What are people thinking? Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. Okay. Creepy crawlers. Creepy you, crawlers. Yep. You basically melt this jelly stuff and make jelly bugs. Mm-hmm. Of course, the danger being you're melting things on a really hot like device. Yeah. So... <laughs> Burns are very probable with this thing. Not to mention, you want to get your jelly, hot jelly plastic thing out of the mold. <laughs> Before it's absolutely cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I re- actually had some creepy crawlers. You had a creepy crawler? Because this is what, this was the, what you would graduate to after you were done playing around with Shrinky Dinks. You remember Shrinky Dinks? I do remember Shrinky yeah. Dinks. So Shrinky Dinks but are mom fun. and dad were supposed to help you with the oven. They, they, well, it <laughs> says right there in the, in the instructions, right? It says right there. Yep. Creepy crawlers? You're on your own. So just, just just melt a bunch of goo and make some spiders, man. That's what you do. Yep. Mom, could you take that thing off the plug? I got something to plug in. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> it's just a toy. That's right. It's just a toy, but you can't run the vacuum at the same time because <laughs> we're going to blow all the fuses. Yeah, really. Looks like you're running some sort of prison when you plug it in all the lights dim. <laughs> awesome. All right. Snack time cabbage patch kit. So it's a cabbage patch kit. Those were real. Yeah. This one's called a snack time cabbage patch kid so it's a doll that's gonna eat little plastic snacks man this is this is something you made up right because cabbage patch dolls we've i've seen all the cabbage patch dolls it is real what yeah so it would eat these little plastic snacks but why is that dangerous it's eating snacks because the way that you would feed the snacks into the mouth they had a scent they had like a series of rollers in the mouth so they would roll the food in or fingers and crush them. You oh, know. it actually like <laughs> pulled in the snack. Yep. And then it would just keep going. It didn't know the difference between like a French fry and your yeah, pinky. And your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- little design uh, flaw there. Oops. Yeah. Oh, man. I, the first person to go to the emergency room with like a Cabbage Patch doll stuck to their hand. Yep. Must yep. have been an exciting day. Aquadot. Dots. Aqua dots. Aqua dots. Yeah. So these are like little beads uh, that, you mm. know, you can create like 3D creations for. And the beads have a little adhesives that they can like be glued together. Little gluey beads? Yeah. Like you like, like get for at crafts. Michael's like or something? Yeah, yeah. Aqua dots. Aqua dots. I don't remember aqua dots. I don't remember aqua dots. I'm going to say no. It's real. And the problem is, is that aqua dots, hence the aqua part, yeah. the glue gets activated by water. Okay. And there are little tiny dots about the size of like, I don't know, like the uh, Dipping Dots ice cream. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So, so ingestible. So ingestible <laughs> and activated with water. Which is inside your body. Which is inside your body. Mm. So that's half the battle in that you could be ingesting something that's going to want to glue itself. To the inside of your gut. But it gets even more interesting because apparently the adhesive powder. Yeah. Yeah, um, the adhesive contained like a street drug in it. What? It, that was just happened to be used, like the same thing that's used in a street drug is happened to be a good adhesive, apparently. Just happens happened to, to, be. to be. And so kids who would swallow it, not only did they have to deal with this gluey thing, but they also had children that were dizzy, they'd be vomiting, they may even slip into a coma. What? Yeah. This is I don't understand why the companies are thinking this. They're like, oh, we need a really good adhesive. Let's get heroin yeah. or whatever it is. I don't know what it was, but That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, you, you, eating it and gluing it wasn't bad enough. You got <laughs> sick or coma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you basically overdose. Yep. Okay, I got one more for On you. On aqua dots. Yeah. I got one more for you. Okay. Bucky balls. 
Buckyballs. Yeah, so, I know. I'm a physicist. I know Buckyballs. Right? C60. Well, no. The little powerful magnets. They're okay. like little tiny oh. powerful It's kind of like aqueducts, except they're magnets. All right. Mag- not the real Buckyball. No, not the real Buckyball. Okay. This these is are, the toy These are the ball. toy Buckyballs. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, little tiny magnets about the size of those aqueducts. You know, a little big, you know, kind of bigger than a dip and dot, but not by much. Um... Buckyball. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes because buckyballs are cool and they want to use the name and it is true yay so but they were really really powerful magnets mm-hmm. right and so you can kind of guess what happened if you ingested them they all clump together well the first one may just make its way through you might say yeah. but if you had a bunch and they all want to clump together you know that's because they were so powerful. You know, when, once they collect together, that's going to create a pretty big issue. That's a blockage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to go in and get those puppies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Buckyballs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are all of the, uh, the, that's the end of Real Toy or Decoy. Real Toy. I, I, you I did really well. I, I got you, more than half this time. You did really well. You probably got two wrong, I think. Oh, really? I think, yeah. That's a new record. Yeah, maybe I should actually start keeping track. Oh, we should. We should have like some kind of a, some kind of a, some kind of a record of all this. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I spend all this effort to try to get a good <laughs> score and I don't get anything for it. Well, you can always listen to the recording if you want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think we could go on for hours about these kind of toys, right? There are very dangerous toys out there. Sometimes because a company just didn't think it through. <laughs> Not even close. It's sometimes because they're just misused. Yeah, like that, the buckyballs, I don't think were actually toys that they were positioning to young kids, but mm. then young kids would get them. Yeah, well, that's right? on us, right? Yeah. As consumers, but I, I think toys are generally safer now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, right now in today's world, we don't have as many uranium lab kits to worry about, which right? is a sad thing, I think. <laughs> but now. We've got 21st century problems, right? We've got new toys, new issues. Okay. Uh, you got you got video games causing um, repetitive strain injuries, right? You got kids down in the basement playing over and over and over. You've got people getting hurt while they're uh, using virtual reality headsets and they kind of All forget right. where they are and they might fall or trip or hurt or smash themselves into a wall. Um, you've got online internet privacy concerns right you've got safety issues uh, of uh, predators out there online and um that's all just kind of like high tech but we also have still these old school toy problems right like what like okay you know black panther came out this year great movie right? great movie great Love movie. The movie a lot of toys around black panther merchandise and merchandise and merchandise that's what it's all about one of the toys is called the marvel black panther Slash Claw. Slash Claw. Slash Claw. It, it retails for $9.99, Scott. Right? But it has Slash right there in the title. <laughs> mm. Right? That's what, it's, what it's called. Mm. The Slash Claw. And despite that it's got, you know, these warnings on the package that say, kids, don't hit anybody with this. Don't swing at people or animals or any object. Don't do anything with it. All yeah. the kids are swinging and slashing at people. Okay, so. it should only be used by mailroom people. <laughs> We need to open up packages. <laughs> so really, at this stage, the best advice for everybody is for the consumer to beware, right? Think before you buy. Sure. Keep an eye on your kids. And if you give a bunch of kids a few minutes to get into trouble, they're going to get into some trouble, right? Probably. Bike polo? Remember bike polo? <laughs> I still love bike polo. <laughs> One of our greatest inventions. Oh, it's amazing. 
<laughs> oh man. So, all right. So Steve, wh- what do you think was your personal favorite dangerous toy? Did you play with anything dangerous? I did play with something that was very dangerous, but it didn't seem dangerous at the time. They in- never do. Until it went bad. Right? <laughs> and all, I, had a, I had a set of golf clubs. All right. right? And uh, we'd have kids from the neighborhood come on over. Yep. And we'd put the little golf ball down at the bottom of my yard. <laughs> and we'd hit the golf going. ball. And everybody would be like, okay, your turn to hit the golf ball. Your turn to hit the golf ball. And then it just got a little too busy, too many kids around. And then one kid right in the <laughs> eye, big shiner. Supposed to yell for. <laughs> we, we did not observe proper <laughs> golf etiquette. We... Um, we were probably a little too close to the uh, to the swing to, to the to the yeah, boat. Uh, Maybe it, a little too far away from the golf course. <laughs> a little too far, <laughs> and and we were unsupervised. So uh, out there in my yard with a bunch of golf clubs, which are basically um, well, get rid of the word golf. They're just clubs. <laughs> we're just we're just smacking each other Made with clubs. Of metal. Yeah. So uh, so that uh, that did not work out well for me in my yard. <laughs> That's funny. Now, how about you? What, what kind of dangerous stuff did you play with apart from uh, uh, wood-burning kits and uh, oh, you know, a bunch of fire? I have my favorite mm-hmm. dangerous toy. Okay, uh, hit me. And it wasn't the atomic kit. That still would be cool. <laughs> You'll I'm, to get I'm a, you one of those. I'm a, just obsessed with this idea of an atomic kit. So, but no, I my brother and I went to a garage sale once. Oh, the great place to get toys. Especially dangerous ones. Mm-hmm. And it was near Andover, New Jersey, right? Okay. And there we saw it. Mm, fun. Terrifying fun. Why was it? We begged grandma and my mom, can we please get it, please get it, please get it. It was like $3 because they were just trying to get rid of it. Most likely because it already killed three of their kids. <laughs> we could just get this out of our house. Exactly. What is it? It was called the Snow Bob. The Snow Bob. As in like bobsled. Really? It was a one-speed bike, like basically like those one-speed BMX bikes. Okay. Right? But no tires. Yeah. Right? It had one pivoting ski in the front and one fixed ski in the back. Just two skis. You use this on snow. You use this on snow. And there was no way to stay upright. There was like no... (laughs) It was just basically a bike with this like ski in the back and ski in the front. And in fact, the handlebars, yeah. they weren't like tethered to reality. You could just spin them around wildly. So you can imagine if you were using them to actually ride. It didn't matter. It would be out of control. <laughs> You'd be out of control the time. You're just going with gravity. Not a single piece of safety devices oh, anywhere. That just, is... just steel and skis <laughs> and the will to not die. <laughs> How did you survive this winter i i loved the snow buff so you know growing up in the backyard right we yep. had that small hill in the backyard mm-hmm. but you know snow that's good okay for a, like a little sled but snow buff you need you need some momentum okay right yeah so we took this thing to the old consolidated school playground in winter oh there's a hill so that was like yeah if you remember the playground was like in a hole basically right <laughs> and you had that long paved steep driveway down to the stone-filled playground. Like the whole playground was was stone. No grass, nothing soft, just crushed stone, right? (laughs) Where you had the swings and the teeter-totter. Oh, yeah. You know, Uh I have an idea. We should do a mini-pod 
on just dangerous playground stuff. There's so much in a playground that's dangerous. Oh my god, there's like, I mean, we were just talking about the crushed stone. I mean, mm-hmm. who would put crushed stone to be safe? <laughs> because kids love crushed stone. Nothing like falling into a safe vat of yes. crushed stone. Let's do that. That is a great idea, man. Cool. All right, all right. Let, let's continue on with the snow thing that you have. That would be the snow bob. Snow bob. Right. All right, so the blacktop driveway, mm-hmm. right, was still covered in snow. I can picture it. You know, and so I got onto the snow bob and then started down the hill. About halfway down, I realized there were no brakes. <laughs> Just falling off, <laughs> and I was definitely accelerating. Falling off. And falling off into a blacktop driveway, yep. even a snow-covered one? Yep. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, no, that's a bad bad choice. <laughs> yeah, so so I hung up. Mm. And I could see that level bottom of the playground coming. It's coming. Right? The end of the driveway. <laughs> I'm going to make it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the age of 10, the actual details of physics, yeah, they were still escaping me a little bit here. <laughs> not there yet? No. Because I say that because when I hit the bottom of the driveway... Traveling at about, I don't know, Mach 2. <laughs> I hit the leveled crushed stone playground. Oh. Right? Oh. You know, funny thing. Yeah. Crushed stone makes a lot of friction. <laughs> sure it does. Even snow-covered crushed stone. You're going to yep. stop. Like so it. my snow bob decelerated, like, really, really fast. Oh, like, you must have gone a dime. Flying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it would have been good to have studied Newton's first law of motion. Because, yeah, as a reminder, basically things at rest want to stay at rest. Yep. But things in motion, yeah, they, they stay in motion. And, well, <laughs> I was still in motion. And so I went flying over the handlebars. Oh, man. Yep. Into the snow-covered crushed stone. <laughs> that sounds horrible <laughs> but I, I guess I, you were sitting here across from me, so you lived i good. did that's I good did. thank goodness for the snow suit the snow gloves the ski mask padding yep all that saved me that day it was like wearing my own airbag <laughs> <laughs> i can't put my arms down but i will say yes it was my favorite dangerous toy ever the snow bob my snow bob which officially i shared with my brother okay yeah, that was the deal. Yeah, because you know you should both have the opportunity it, to hurt yourselves. To <laughs> die. <laughs> Gee, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you got anything else? Ah, the one thing I've got is, uh, I don't know if you remember, but back in the 70s, Saturday Night Live was the big thing, right? It's big again, yeah, too. SNL. It yep. is. And so this is back in the Dan Aykroyd era. Oh, yeah. And it was the Christmas episode, 1976, Dan Aykroyd, he was with Candace Bergen, who was the host that uh, that week. Okay. And, um, and he was uh, Irvin Mainway. And he was, uh, he was being uh, interviewed uh, about all of his dangerous toys that his toy company makes. And it's just, if you have the chance, go to YouTube, type in SNL Irvin Mainway, and uh, just enjoy. <laughs> because he talks about his toy, the bag of glass. This is simply a bag of jagged, dangerous glass bits. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a glass. It's a broken glass. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it sells very well, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Which is made to help kids understand about light and refraction. And and it says right there on the bag, it says it's got, it's got sharp glass. So be careful, kids. There's another toy called Johnny Switchblade. Which is <laughs> what like, could possibly be wrong with that? It's like a Ken doll that's got switchblades that come out of the elbows. There's a there's the bag of sulfuric acid. There's Teddy <laughs> Chainsaw Bear. There's uh, so much in this. It's, uh, 
And um, and in the seventies, they made this skit because there were so many <laughs> of these toys that are for real yeah. out there, and they just didn't do it a parody about it. That's, was, that's funny. Uh, how, how about you, Scott? You got anything? I do. Mm-hmm. Basically, I want to point out kind of like an unlikely dangerous toy okay. that you and I used to play with all the time. Which is? Toy guns. Oh, yeah. We, we played with toy guns. You run around, um, you know, you're kind of like cops and robbers, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And our toy guns looked real. Oh, yeah. They had... Uh, they were seriously... Like, I still have my toy M16s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're up in the attic. Yeah. Yeah, and they looked real, which was really cool. They were awesome for, you know, battles. Yeah, from a distance, you can't tell that they're plastic. No, no, not at all. And and I even had a real-looking battery-operated water pistol mm-hmm. with a water, like a clip that you would put the water in so you'd, cl- you'd pop the clip into your pistol. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's serious. Yeah, but these days, real-looking guns are definitely not safe to play with at all oh no that's a bad idea a terrible idea Mm -hmm. so this is almost like a bsa right i mean it's a bad idea to have them and in fact in many states it's illegal to buy new ones really look real okay so like it's got to look fake yeah so so like states like new york new jersey uh california like washington dc even arkansas they have really yeah they have laws that regulate around toy guns and and how you could display toy guns in in public Mm -hmm. specifically ones that look real oh and did you ever notice that the toy guns these days have that orange tip? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Well, in, that's because in the United States, federal law and regulations indicate that all toy guns transported or imported into this country must have a six millimeter wide blaze orange tip or a blaze orange stripe one inch or 2.54 centimeters thick on each side of the barrel. That sounds pretty serious. I mean, they've got it down to the uh, the... 0.54 centimeters. And what I will point out that's kind of interesting is that the regulation is the six millimeter wide blade. So to the metric system, mm-hmm. it's still hiding there, that's right? True. Like in our podcast. That is true. Yeah. And this is a federal regulation. Federal regulation and in millimeters. millimeters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I thought I would take this moment just to remind everyone to be safe and that the old school toy guns mm-hmm. are actually dangerous yeah. these days. Yeah, you don't and want somebody thinking you've got uh, you've got a real weapon on you. No. Super no, no. soakers, you can tell that those are fake. Those are very fake. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but the other ones, are like yours with the clip in it? Yes. Yeah, that, or those, I'm telling you, these M16s that I right. had growing up, man. They right. even had the thing where you pull the trigger and it would go da 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 Yeah. 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 Today, that's a, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you got anything else? Uh, no, no, I think that's it for uh, for this week. All right, well then, I guess that's how I used to know dangerous toys and games. Uh, I hope you like this podcast that I used to know. By now, I know you know we're on iTunes and TuneIn, Radio Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Keep it going. Yep. Everywhere you can get your podcast fixed. But did you know how important ratings are to help other people find our podcast? Uh-huh. It is so important oh yes so if you can go to your favorite pot player and give us a rating we would be forever in your debt mm. and, well, no, yeah. at least really really thankful. really thankful. So, thankful. Yeah. also if you have a suggestion something that you used to know well we can help come visit us on facebook at i used to know or twitter at i used to know pod and tell us about it we would love to hear from you Thanks, as always, to the amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. Stevie Jump. And again, thanks for listening. Threes and eights, everybody. And talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.